Welcome to Manifest Simplicity, where we discuss intentional living, minimalism, and searching for meaning in a world obsessed with more. I'm Mick. I'm Craig. And together, we run a website called ManifestSimplicity.com. We post essays, short thoughts, recommendations, and our rules for living a more meaningful life. What's going on on today's show today, then, Craig? What are we looking at? So on today's episode, we're going to be looking at overcoming struggle, what to do when you find £10 million on the street. Keep it. Keep it. Probably, probably. <laughs> uh, and dogs that can smell cancer. Now, madness. Now, you have a dog. I do have a dog. I, uh, d- I wouldn't trust him to be able to smell any type of cancer at w- all. What's your dog's name? Otis. Um, your dog has its own Instagram, doesn't it? Shout out to Otis the Pupper. V is in T H double E. V with the two E's. Otis. I couldn't have Otis the Pupper. Why? Because it was taken, so it's Otis the Pupper. That doesn't make any sense. Who else has a dog Instagram that's exactly the same? But it's not as good as Otis's, so... He's got more followers on Instagram than before I came off it, me and now Jenna. Wow. Who's Jenna? My missus, my partner. I think we've mentioned her in the last two episodes, so. Okay. Jenna, you're our favourite because you let us record this podcast. Yes. Oh, we recorded it. I'm at it right yeah. first, didn't we? So this is just just a quick heads up. This <laughs> is the, this exactly. Yeah, this is the second time we've recorded this podcast. The first time we recorded it, um, we sat down, forgot to do an audio test, and then when we listened to the hour podcast back, you could hear my voice in Craig's microphone and Craig's <laughs> voice in my microphone. It was totally unusable. It was you, you entirely like unusable. So you should be glad that we've taken the time to re-record this episode. This yes. Is, this is an important one. We're overcoming the fact we did it the first time. Oh my God. It's Boom. almost as if, it's almost as if it, was pla- it wasn't planned. It wasn't planned. Don't, don't it wasn't planned. But we are, we are overcoming the fact that we, uh, this is the second time we're having to record this. I imagine a future where we get them all right first time. Optimistic. That'll be a future episode. Optimism. For optimism. <laughs> <laughs> if there, there's optimism and then there's like blind hope. Yeah. I'm not sure where on that scale. Let's hoping, hoping that they all come first time is going to be. I, I feel like also I wouldn't, I don't feel bad either about re-recording one if we're not happy with it. No, 100%. I'm down yeah. for that. Yeah, 100%. Gotta get it right. Okay, so... Starting out, we're gonna, you're gonna, I'm gonna hit you with these, with these, with these three questions. We're gonna ask each other every week. Um, question one: What is something that frustrated you or annoyed you this week? Uh, I, th- I was thinking about this one, uh, and the one thing that does frustrate me—it's not even just this week, but since so since having a dog—and it annoyed me a little bit, I'd say before having a dog. But walking my dog, I carry poo bags. I pick up the dog's poo. That's good. It's not hard. I'm a non-dog owner. And I appreciate the fact that you're willing to go through that. Hundred percent. No matter what, what's if he's unwell and it's not great. Oh, sorry, oh, the mental image ain't, isn't good. But yeah. so, but walking like walking the area we do where we live, there are a lot of dog owners, and it frustrates me when I'm walking my dog, and I'm walking past all the massive piles of dog shit, like dog poo. Dog we, poo. We don't have a. Do we have a beep function? Beep. Dog beep, peace, peace, and <laughs> uh, yeah. and it it does annoy the hell out of me because I'm like just they're, they're like three pounds, just three pound get a massive roll, <laughs> just three pounds a month can save. I mean, if you found ten million pounds on the street 
infinite dog infinite dog poo bags. Yeah. Um have you seen um the what's the fir- I love you man. You know where the guy uh where Paul Rudd can't find a best man for his wedding? Yes. And he finds that guy called Sydney who's like an investor or something. Um and there's this bit where they're walking on the beach in I think it's in California. I think it's right. in California. They're walking on the like the boardwalk just next to the beach. Yeah. And some giant, huge, big, muscly guy, his dog does a poo, and this giant, muscly guy treads in it and like goes crazy at him. <laughs> <laughs> and his reaction, if, you're, if you've not seen I Love You, man, you should check it out because it's a really funny film. Um, but his reaction is what I imagine dog owners to be like if you complain about them not picking up the dog poo. Mm. Um, he literally just goes schizo and just screams at him until he runs away. <laughs> oh my God, this guy's a freak. But yeah, like it just annoys me. So if you if you do own a dog and you are listening, please please pick up the dog poo. Yeah, so I mean, even as a dog owner, it's just frustrating because other people will think I'm doing it and I'm not. Yeah, you're better than that, mate. Better than that. Got to be better than that. I um, I don't have dogs, but I do have kids. Um, if Ezra did a, a crap in the street, you'd pick it up. Um. Oh, controversy. <laughs> controversy. controversy. Uh, yeah, if one of my boys, I mean... I imagine your kids are better than pooing in the street. Yeah, I mean, they're equipped for that. One of them has a nappy and one of them's toilet trained. So, boom, we're good to go. Can't toilet train my dog. It's not a thing. You can't toilet train your dog? Bro, I've seen videos on YouTube of dogs going to the toilet. The film Meet the Parents would convince you otherwise. Because the cat can use the toilet, but you never see it use the toilet. You hear the flush and you see the cat leave the toilet. You never see the cat flush. So it knows how to activate the flush and look like it's been to the loo. Mm -hmm. This podcast is taking a very, very bad turn. (laughs) If the first two episodes made you think that we were going to have deep, meaningful conversations about intentional living, you are sadly mistaken. We just talk about poo all the time. Uh, What is something that made you extremely happy this week? Uh, I was actually quite happy to read something actually this week. Um... So there's an artist I really like called Kid Cudi, the American, his name's Scott Miss Cudi. Um, I really like the type of sort of hip-hop music that he does. Um, have you ever listened to Kid Cudi? Yeah, 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 yeah. Really a little like, bit. really like Kid yeah, Cudi's yeah, yeah. Proper summer music, summer vibe, dead Definitely. Chill. And I, I, I wondered, because he'd not released any new music that I'd heard for a while, and I was actually quite happy to read that he'd actually been openly speaking about his struggles with depression. Okay. Like, massively so, like... He's, he's properly been out. He, he did like a whole article on it. He was saying, right, I'm coming back. I'm ready. Uh, and he did his album last year with Kanye West called Kids uh, Kids See Ghosts. Okay. Uh, that's what they called themselves. So it's naturally not under Kanye and Kid Cudi. It's under mm-hmm. Kids See Ghosts. Okay. And there's a song that they've done in that called um, Free. I'm free. And like loads of lyrics are basically just them overcoming their struggles but Kid Cudi Sick, is really Kanye West is going through a load of crazy stuff at the moment yeah, isn't he because he's on and off a load of medica- medication yeah. and clearly had some sort of um, yeah like a little bit of a breakdown and has had a load of interviews where people have been very concerned about his mental health so mm-hmm. if, if anyone is going to step up and have a conversation with him about mental health that's the guy to do it yeah 100%. Um, Joe Rogan, who is one of the kind of bigger people in the podcast world. Yeah, massive. Um, he has said that he's actually going to be interviewing Kanye West on his podcast. Oh. So that's that should be, be interesting. That should Joe be Rogan's podcast are really, really in depth and good. Yeah. And, and he won't he'll he'll he won't take any nonsense either. No. You know, people get steamrolled by Kanye and 
Uh, he, the sort of an afterthought, isn't there? Like, did he just say that? Yeah, what? they're like, whereas Joe Rogan will pick him up on his bullshit, which is really exciting. And I'm looking forward to, A, hearing about the kind of crazy stuff that he's been going through and how he's kind of dealt with it. But also the fact that Joe Rogan will definitely hold him to account on that stuff. Yeah, 100%. And and he did the whole MAGA thing. Yeah. Like, it, and then yeah. now he's gone, no, wait, no, forget that. That was a load yeah. of rubbish. And it's like... Yeah, it's an, it'd be an interesting one. So, so yeah, yeah, so Kid Cudi, man, massively. That made me happy to read about that because I was like, it's he's the one that I respect a lot as a, like an artist, and I think he's cool. Like he's done a bit of acting in that. Uh, he's just dead chilled out, but mm -hmm. he's just there's there's just no drama with him around the the sort of music scene. You'd never see any bad news articles about him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. to hear him coming out and saying about that, I was like, that's pretty cool. So yeah. do you also want to give him your question number three shout out for some? Uh... Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd probably mix the two together. Like if I had to give a shout out to him, if he was still in front of me, I'd just shake his hand and say, you know what, fair play, like because he's. Obviously, I know I really like him, but he's 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 quite well known. I know yeah, quite yeah. a few people that like him, like, um, and for him to do that, like, I, th I think it should help other people come forward. If yeah, they're not being through it, they need to speak to someone. Yeah. Like, someone as famous as him can go on and do an interview in a magazine about it. Like, he should totally be able to. Other people should be able to at least speak to a friend or yeah. a family member, or a doctor, or something. About I think it. off the back of that, I saw you know, a thing about uh, Mike Posner. Who is another one of He's those? An artist, isn't yeah. A musician, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was a songwriter to start with, I think, um, and then he had a few like big hits, um, "Cooler Than Me." You think you're cooler than me? Oh that yeah, I never recognised the name. Yeah, and yeah. then he also did "I Took a Pill in the Beaver," um, which went ginormous, right? Um, and I saw the video for his latest single, which will link in the podcast notes on the website. Yes. Um, but I saw the video for his single and it's him talking about his dad dying of oh, brain wow. cancer and how depressed he got and it's like all home videos of him and his dad oh, wow. and then it's him yeah like him coming out of that situation very very brave video to make because when you make a music video you're supposed to be telling the story of the song and kind of getting people excited mm. and maybe getting a bit of viral content yeah yeah but He's took the opportunity to, it looks like it literally looks like it's probably edited in like Movie Maker or something. Wow. It's like really, really simple, <laughs> no beautifully way. done, but it's all like home videos of him and his dad, um, which is crazy. So we'll That's link wild. that in the podcast notes. Now on the podcast notes, there is a, I mean, it's not a secret link, but on the website, if you go to manifestsimplicity.com, just underneath the the uh, menu is a little thing that says, listen to our podcast and then a little link. If you click on the word podcast, it will take you to a page on the site where we'll link all the information from episodes. So it's got the info from the last two episodes on it. We'll put a link to um, Kid Cudi, uh, an article article on Kid Cudi, and we'll put one on uh, Mike. We'll link that Mike Posner video as well. So if you want to see that stuff, head over to the website, um, and you can also. Sign up for our email newsletter. Oh, we'll big get, news, big news. We'll, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. We'll big get to news. That. Okay, so talking of news. Ah, segue. Segue. Love a good segue. Um, talking of news, we like to throw some good news out there because there's so much negative stuff going on. Um, will you stop fiddling with that? Sorry, yes. Yeah. Thanks. Do you want to put that down somewhere? Yeah, it's just easy to fiddle with. So. Yeah, just don't. You're a grown-up. Get into the habit. Hold of on, let me zip it up. There we go. Get into the habit of not fiddling with things at the table. Right. Okay. Thanks, thanks, Dad. Yeah. Nice one. And then three more mouthfuls, and then you can have some ice cream. Oh, nice. 
Um, so, some good news from from the uh, from recent times. From the world. You want to go first, or you want me to go first? Uh, no, you can go first. Okay. We've got so, it in order of you, so you go okay, first. Okay, okay. I, like, I like your one. Uh, yes, I love this. Um... We're talking a little bit later on about what to do if you find money on the floor. Uh, this guy, Elmer Alvarez, was a was a homeless man who was living in New Haven, Connecticut, which is kind of a little close to New York. Um, you can get the train there, I think, or you can drive there in a, in a few hours. I love how you've got written here, nearish to New York. Nearish, yeah. Uh, it's nearish. It's nearish. I mean, it but the thing is, if you think about it in, in terms of America, from from where we are, near Manchester, to London is four hours in a car, three hours in a car if you drive fast. Mm. Them, there, that's a short trip. For us, it's the whole length of the country. Ah, true. true. Um, so near-ish makes sense. All right. Um, anyway, this guy, Elmer Alvarez, he found a £10,000 check on the floor. Um, he returned it to the person whose name was on the check, who was Dr. Roberta Hosky, who was a, a business owner. And the business she owned was a housing and real estate school. So she owns a business that teaches people how to get into the real estate game. Um, the guy who returned the check, she was so like taken aback by it that she gave him free entry to the real estate school, helped with his exam fees, and now, a year later on, he's got a position on the board of directors for her company. That is crazy. How that insane is, is that? That's like a success story if ever there was one. Mate. Just for being a nice guy as well. Have, like. you, have you ever found um, money on the floor? Or a wallet? Um, I've never found a wallet. I've, I might have found the odd five, ten pound here or there, but I've never yeah. found a wallet. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, I've. Yeah, I've lost a few. Did you wallets. hear about the one Austin found in work recently? Yeah, but uh, we can't say people's full names, and we can't say where we work. Well, no, but I can say Austin. Okay. So, like Austin is a is a, is a lad we work with, um, and he he found a wallet in the car park uh, near where we work. And there was like, how much was it? It was like five hundred pounds or something. There was a lot of money in this wallet, and he found the guy on LinkedIn, messaged him, it had his driving license stuff, and the guy went and he, he drove and met him, gave it him back. Wow! And the guy like was offering him money, and Austin was just like, no, no, it's fine, don't worry about it. And nice. I was like, what? That is crazy. I like it. I like it. But when... Austin still works with us and isn't a board, isn't on the board of directors, and did get some big opportunities. Well, you never know, mate. Never know. If the guy who is, whose wallet he handed it back was the CEO of a, of a large company, he could have said, I won't take any money, but if you're looking to hire someone who's like moderately helpful, I'm your man. Mm, true. <laughs> moderately helpful. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, so she, he, he obviously got a big payoff, which wasn't money related, just from doing something nice for someone. Yeah, that's And good. all she asked is that he would pay it forward. So if I mean, he... that's like a fresh start in life, like for him at, at least anyway. Exactly. Right? Dude, the guy was homeless and, and, and just by doing one simple good deed changed the entire outcome of, maybe the entire outcome of his life. So yeah. massive. Um, really, really like that story. Yeah, it's um, a good one. It's uplifting. Definitely. Uh, talk to me about this dog. So, Sierra. Yes. So... Like this, this was a crazy one when I read it. it I mean, it was pretty cool, but it, it intrigued me. The, the the headline intrigued me. So it was basically a dog. Um, Siberian Husky sniffs out owner's cancer three times. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, so I, I read into the story, and basically, that Sierra, who's the dog, mm-hmm. um, was was with the owner Stephanie, and all of a sudden, like, they were just playing and. 
the dog started freaking out. Like it was on her chest, it was sniffing round her chest, mm-hmm. um, and she was a bit confused as to what it was doing. Then it right, it literally ran off, hid in a cupboard, and like curled like up as as small as it could. And, like, Sometimes I feel like that, <laughs> but it, it wouldn't come out. Uh, it was just in a really tight ball, freaking out, curled up, and she, and she, I mean, obviously she was concerned. Uh, so because of where the dog was sniffing out, like Stephanie got a bit concerned made an appointment with a gynecologist and after she'd had some blood work and a bit of an ultrasound and stuff, she found out that the dog had sniffed out stage 3C cancer that, in, t- in 2013. That is crazy. So, yeah, I mean, that was the first instance. Um, so she underwent some treatment and started to get into remission, things like that, and everything was going really well for her. Mm. And then later on again, in the towards the, I think it was the end of 2015, Dog did the same thing again. No way. Uh, same episode, sniffing around, freaking out, tight ball, you know, hid away. So she got another set of uh, appointments. Um, they found out the cancer had come back no. in a different area of the body this time. No way. So she got the treatment for that. She's fine. Mm-hmm. And then a year later, same thing again. Third time, dog sniffs the cancer out again. Uh, and everything, every single time, the cancer had resurged. And uh, once one, I think one time was around the liver and one was in the pelvic area. Cool. So all still similar areas. So yeah. It had moved around. But yeah, the dog sniffed it out and reacted the same way every do, single do time. They, do they give dogs that sniff out cancer like honorary PhDs in medicine? I don't know, but they totally should. <laughs> that dog's absolutely smashing it. But I bet that owner... Doesn't let that dog go back in the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> don't the don't. bolt, bolt the what, cupboard. What are you doing in the cupboard? What are you doing? Get out. No, you're real again. It's a cold. I'll be fine. That's crazy. Yeah. Has not. Otis ever sniffed out any uh, major illnesses? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> not even a little bit. Dude, when I when I came round and um, we were about to record the first time we recorded, um, Otis basically spent. I'm going to say around 20 minutes, just mm-hmm. w- like barking at me, running off the sofa, running back up, barking yep. at me, running off the sofa, running yeah. back up. Um, I feel like we're best friends. Yeah, he's great. Like his adrenaline. So whenever he's tired, because the, the rest of the time we recorded that, he literally got in his crate and fell asleep. Yeah. So like it's when his adrenaline goes, yeah. like, it, it's, you pick him up and his heart rate's going. His adrenaline just makes him bolt round and go crazy. Both my kids are like that as well. Both mm-hmm. of them are crazy. Yeah, and, and I, I and they they sleep in crates as well, so that's good. Um, so today we're talking about um overcoming struggle. Um, life is unforgiving, and often we have to overcome uh putting crazy our, putting our kids in a crate. Putting our kids in a crate, we have to overcome child support claims um and child negligent negligence. <laughs> no, I'm I'm a very good parent, and my children are provided for. Um, in a safe way, not safe way. That's what Morrison's. <laughs> uh, okay, so this essay is called Unforgiving. Um, it's available now on the website. So if you go to, I know it's very con- confusing because the essay was originally titled Unforgiving, but on the website it's called Overcoming. Um, so if you go to manifestsimplicity.com forward slash overcoming, you can see the entirety of this essay here. Um, not all of it is uh, going to be available on the podcast, so if you want to read the whole thing, head to the website. Would love some feedback on it, so if you want to um, give us some feedback, please, you can shoot us an email, you can um, leave well, us... What else can people do now, Mick? <laughs> they are. We're going to get there, we're going to get there. 
Um, you can shoot us an email. If you email hello at manifestsimplicity.com, we'll pick it up. And um, the other thing you can do, actually, is if you have the Anchor app. So Anchor help us host this podcast. There, we upload our podcast to them. They do the distribution for us. And it goes out to the many platforms on which it is available. Coming to Apple Podcasts very soon. For all those that keep asking. Yes, everyone we are, everyone who asks us about our podcast, they say, is it available on the Apple Podcast app? And we're like, mm, not yet. It's coming We'll soon. announce when it is. Yeah, well, I mean, we might not do an announcement, but we will tell oh, you. Oh, no, we will. <laughs> yeah, with a, with a, um, with a megaphone. Um, if you have the Anchor app, you can actually leave us a voice note through the app that we can then use in the podcast. So if you have a question you want to ask about something we've spoken about or an opinion on in int- intentional living or something you've read about minimalism, leave or us a, a question me- about the essays. Correct. Totally. Leave us a leave us a question and we'll answer it on the podcast. Um, try and keep it brief because obviously otherwise we'll be all over the shop. Okay. Overcoming. Try, try again. The very act of expending effort is life-changing. As we work towards a goal, we build the muscles that help us develop and grow through multiple failures. Facing opposition breeds growth. Now, this is a quote from the Barclay Marathons documentary, and I will link to the documentary in the podcast notes. Um, But one of the runners says, To be perfectly honest, I think most people would do better if they had some more pain in their lives. Yes, we grow when we overcome challenge but we grow closer when we go through adversity together. The bond two people shared is deepened immeasurably when they face and overcome struggles together. Think about it. A sports team that defies the odds to win the big championship when no one said it was possible. A business partnership that outworks the big conglomerate and comes out with a superior product. A relationship that struggles through late rent and unpaid bills to a happier life. When we fail together and then win together, we grow closer. Overcoming struggle makes us complete humans. If we never taste failure or pressure, we can never be full. Yes, life is unforgiving. If we want to beat it, we have to practice getting our ass kicked. I love that. I I love that whole thing because I'm a firm believer in failure makes you better. 100%. 100%. I I was... um, uh, I think where this came from was a conversation that um, Joe Rogan was having with, um, what's his name? The guy who wrote Can't Stop Me, Can't Hurt Me. David Goggins, he's called. Oh, yeah. Um, he was saying that the, the way you, you learn and the way you become your full version of yourself is if you go through something really painful or really hard and then come out the other side, suddenly you realize... A, you can deal with all of the pain and stress and and pressure that comes with those situations. Mm. And B, when you come out the other side, you've learned so many things that you're actually a more complete person on the other end. Yeah, totally. Um, What's the most difficult thing you've ever had to do? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I... I I can come across as quite a confident person sometimes, but I'm I'm not. Like... so my it's 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 sort of weird like whenever i'm nervous about something i'll just i'll just talk which then comes across as like i'm a people person and i just talk a lot and stuff like that so i think starting a new job was hard for me especially because or i I mean start like starting a new school starting anything new i think for me is a big one because yeah so i moved from 
Manchester, just outside Manchester when I was 13 and I started a new school and um, everyone, I joined in year eight. So for anyone American listening, that is our second year of, of school, like high school. Yeah, they would uh, call that like junior, junior high, school, junior, junior high, high, something like yeah. that, I think. Mm-hmm. So we have listeners in Finland. Yes, we do. Apparently. So if you if you if you're listening in Finland, Finland, um, hi. We don't uh, know any Finnish, but we'll learn some. I promise. Yes, for next. And time. I've had reindeer on toast as well. That's a real thing. And uh, yeah, so for me, like joining, uh, everyone already built those relationships in year seven. They all got to know each other. Yeah, they all formed yeah. their friend you're coming groups. Coming as the outsider, aren't you? Yeah. So I was known as the as the mank lad for ages and. Um, didn't really have a group to, to sort of settle down into and yeah. get to know or anything. So I had to then form that while they already all had it. So mm. I think that was quite hard. Um, I, I think... mean, by the end of the year, I'd done it. But going in, new area, all my friends were in Manchester. Like, uh, I had no friends in the area at the time. So it was literally just me and my mum. And that was it for me. Like, I had to then build those relationships around. So I think that was quite good. But yeah. it helped me later in life because starting, like, starting a new job like I did or any job that I've had, yeah, I've always sort of thought back to that situation and just got to know people. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I think, I think starting, starting anything new is always difficult. Hmm. Um, I grew up running cross-country races. So overcoming struggle is, like, a, is like embedded in my DNA yeah. now. I... People, people will always say, why do you do such, like I go and run big long races and will train yeah. ridiculous I mean, you're hours. off Instagram for this month, but if anyone wanted to follow you on Instagram, where yeah. can they find you? Um, I will be on there soon. I'm at life by MW, I believe. But like your Instagram was just full of running. Yes, running. running. Um, shout it was, out Forrest Gump. Shout out Forrest Gump um, and the Pillsbury Doughboy. Uh, yeah, so I, I grew up running and um, kind of that, that the ability to overcome pain and finish something is massive in that world. If you're, if you're in a race and your team, like the, the team you're running for is counting on you finishing or counting on you even just not dropping out, mm-hmm. then no matter how much pain you're in and no matter how hard the hill is that you're running up, even if you slow down, as long as you don't stop, you're, when you get to the end, you're like really lit. You know when they say like run as high is what, peop- what keeps people coming back when they're running? You yeah, li- yeah. literally get that. Is that know? like the, when the adrenaline kicks in? Or... I think so, yeah. It's like I've had it a few times where you're, you're out running, everything's working, you're, 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 you're rolling along and you're not really putting any effort in. Yeah. We- weather's good, music's good. Um, yeah, you're everything f- is just complete. Yeah, everything when everything clicks into place, suddenly you feel great. But all of the what you don't remember at that point is all of the horrible shit runs you did in the rain mm. that led you there. Um, and I think those runs in the rain and the training at seven o'clock in the morning when no one else is up and missing out on going to parties to go to athletics meets and mm-hmm. All of that stuff you kind of forget when you succeed, mm. but that's the stuff that got you there. I think with that you've got to you've got to find what you enjoy about it as well. Like mm. I, like, I really enjoyed the social aspect of it. So I, I did running in high school. I did short distance running. Oh yeah. So I was the hundred meter runner, the two hundred runner, the relay race runner, and I really enjoyed all of that. Like, and I hit my personal best, and um, when I was running for the school, what was it called? You know, when you do like sports day. 
So when, mm-hmm. I, when I did sports day, I, I ran my personal best because I could hear the person behind me and I wanted to come top at least two for my team. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like my my form, as we called them. Yeah. Like I just wanted to sprint as much as I could and I, I literally blanked out, must have hit like a runner's high and then just absolutely floored it to yeah. the finish line yeah, yeah, around yeah. the bend. Um, yeah, I, I loved that. We weren't allowed if you, well, we were allowed, basically the, my form at school had the um the county 400 meter hurdle champion <laughs> right okay um me and i was at that point county cross country champion like i did two years in a row where i won the race Jeez, nice. which was nice um we had four of the fastest sprinters in the school mm-hmm. um and then just a load of other really talented people as well so our form almost always won and they would try and prevent us from competing in more than one event so that we didn't just like wash the yeah. entire, the entire well, field. My form always wanted to make me do the 1500 meters and the 100 meters because no one wanted to ever do the 1500. Yeah, so I was the guy who was like, I'll do the 1500 and the 3000 and I'll go and run cross country as well. And they're yeah. like, you're mental. And I'm like, I know. I know. But the only reason that Look I got, now. the only reason I got all the joy from the success because I was willing to go through the pain in order to get there. Of course, yeah. So I, my mom used to wake us up really early in the morning and uh, before school, so we'd be, we'd get woken up at seven o'clock yeah. and we'd be in the park by 7.15 and we'd run probably four miles, three, four miles before school, wow. come home, get dressed, breakfast, go to school every day. That's crazy. No wonder I won. I was willing to work hard. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's crazy. I so, mean, me and my friend, when we were in primary school, we used to meet uh, near the library near us and we used to run to school rather than get the bus we'd just run to school like we'd have a jog to school Sick. so I think that's when I went into <laughs> when I went into high school especially that high school I actually enjoyed the running side of yeah, things yeah, so yeah. it was already in, in my mind but mm-hmm. and I don't do it anymore but. and talking about doing it as a group this is like part of what this essay is talking about like when we fail together and then win together we grow closer I bet your relationship with your friend is like long term if you can fail at something and then overcome it with someone else, mm-hmm. it definitely is going to bring you together. I think yeah. the, ref- the reference for this was um, in California, kind of the end of last year and still going on into this year, um, almost all of California is on fire. Yeah. Like there's like some crazy forest fire situation going on in, on, the, on the West Coast. Was it called Paradise? Trump called it pleasure, but it was definitely yeah. called Paradise. Yeah, he's... he's um, <laughs> He needs to overcome. He's got. A, he needs to overcome his ability to put his foot in his mouth. <laughs> no, I think he does that pretty. Well. No, he's bloody good at that. <laughs> he's very good at that. Um, Shout out to Trump. Yeah. Um, so, but the, the, what? The, what? Um, I think I read an article. Maybe it was a podcast. I can't really remember where it all came from. But they were talking about the people who are fighting those fires. That community kind of came together and overcame the kind of the. the loss of homes and the loss of possessions and the infrastructure around the area just being completely wiped out by these fires. Um, but imagine how much closer they are as a community afterwards because they've gone through this crazy experience together. It's like people who survive um, natural disasters or who or we, were, we were talking recently off the podcast about um, uh, world uh, war veterans. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, maybe that was on the podcast. It might have been. On no, the it, I think episode. it was the. It was last time we were speaking about. Uh, it was the hundred. It was my 
I think it was my shout out to the 112 year old World Correct. War Two US veteran. So, like, you, so if, you, if you think about how we view people who have been in a war situation, like obviously we have great reverence for people who go out and, and risk their lives to save to save a country that they believe in or to fight for some cause that needs to be solved or... Or run back into a napalm strike area to find your best friend, Bubba. Bubba! <laughs> but think about like the relation, the, the way those two, the, the way that group of people will relate to each other is so much deeper than before that struggle that they went through because they went through and overcame this like crazy situation yeah. together. I mean, veterans stay friends for... Yeah, yeah I like, love I love videos of um, where people who went through that kind of thing they meet up again like thirty years later or something. Yeah, and they're, they're, I mean their their relationship they've not seen each other for thirty years. Both have their own struggles. Both got on with their lives, whatever. Yeah. But yet they all think back to what they did and like, oh, do you remember that? Do you yeah, remember yeah, this? Yeah. You know, and the, their relationship is just as strong then as it was thirty years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Who, who's who's your oldest friend? And I don't mean like a friend who's really old. Uh, you no um Tino, yeah no Tino and his bad back, um no I think my I mean the oldest friend I can remember ever having so it was a crazy story I mean we don't speak much anymore, uh or we don't speak at all anymore actually I don't know why I'm lying, but me and me and this lad called Dean Dean Parr, best friends in primary school like we did everything together inseparable. And then we both went to different high schools. Oh, so, and yeah. I moved away when I moved high school. So, but what was really weird was like when, when I moved back to Manchester, uh, left college, did some freelance work, moved back to Manchester. I moved into like a shared house, like a house share. And I moved into near our old school. And he, after his mum passed, sadly, Dean was adopted by our year one teacher. Wow. So, and they lived at the back of where I was. So me and Dean got in touch on Facebook, like one evening. And he was literally like a three minute walk from where I was. So we met up. He brought some pictures of us around when we were kids. No way. Yeah, I mean, we'd not not seen each other for, must have been about six, seven years, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And we just clicked back again. uh And... Dean then ended up really getting into... He did loads for mixed martial arts in Britain. Wow. So he started like a mixed martial arts news website and things like that. And then... Okay. Do you know what the link is? We can link it for... I don't know if he still does it. So this okay. is the thing, like... But he was a hard worker. Yeah. He overcame, like, the, the worry of not being able to do something by just pushing himself. And he used to ring fighters up and he'd do... Like, he'd record the phone calls and then annotate it back and write it mm-hmm. up. And yeah. He got really into it. I mean, at the time, we were 18... Yeah, like he was smashing this out. Yeah. I was so impressed. I was so jealous of him. He did so well, and then we just sort of lost touch. I don't know what happened. We just sort of lost touch again. Yeah. And I've, when I've looked him up recently, uh, my mum managed to find him on Facebook because I'm not on it anymore. And I think he was like married or something now. Wow. So I was like, this is crazy. But it's, I, but I think what's interesting is that you, when you have those those um, friendships that are, are like older and a bit more weathered yeah what it's the same situation with me and Cameron or me and Ryan or people from back home in London when we're to when we get back together or I go down and visit suddenly it snaps back into place yeah. all the old jokes come back out all the, yeah. the kind of it, it but I think the you only get that closeness if you have had that period where you've kind of struggled through chasing girls and university coursework or homework mm. and going on you've shared problems and, with yeah, each other exactly. haven't you like yeah. you've both been through the same things together yeah. maybe at different times but 
And my other one would be a friend called Paul that I grew up living in the... Like, he was at the street at the back of me. Yeah. And me and Paul, out of all the kids in the area, we got on really well and we were really good friends. And Paul went through some stuff. I went through some stuff. And Paul's married now. He's got a kid. Like, um, we're the same age. Uh, and he's, like, he's done so well. His family have really helped him and stuff. Like, he's done really well. He's very clever. Mm. Um, but I think if me and Paul... We lost touch for a while when I moved away and then we sort of got back in touch a few years back and we don't really speak much anymore, but I know I could literally just text him and be like, do you want to meet up for a drink? And he'd be like, yeah, cool, I'm free this date. And we'd, yeah, just, yeah. we'd reminisce about old times, we'd have a yeah. laugh again, like I'd meet his wife, mm. you know, things like that. And it'd be absolutely fine again. There wouldn't be any of this weird awkwardness where yeah. I would with some old friends that are people I used to know. Mm. So, yeah, that's, that's crazy when I think back to it. Mm. I think I've, I think I've had more of those uh re- i've realized i have more of those relationships than i thought i did now that i've moved away from london mm. um and then also going through the kind of i mean my overcoming struggle was obviously moving away from london mm. um i got divorced i moved to a new city i moved 250 miles away from where my parents live and all my friends were i mean you were effectively alone up here literally i started a new job in a new city in a place i didn't know anyone um and then all of and then became a single dad instead of a a a married dad um so it's a my overcoming was like kind of all happened over the course of last two years Mm. um but you realize the friendships from way back before that that actually mattered the ones where you actually Mm. went through stuff are the ones that you can yeah just text them and be like Cameron I'm in London what you doing he's like I'll be around in 20 minutes that's an easy one there are also however the people who you're like I'm back in London you don't get a text back yes yeah and I think some of them are because either that person is still struggling with something and that's something I've experienced in my life or they're so busy succeeding that they don't have time for someone who's still struggling. Yes. And I think you have your... That makes sense. Your journey kind of has to match up for it to make sense. If you're past all of your struggles and you're starting to move into a a new place of of kind of happiness and success, it's difficult sometimes to maintain a relationship with someone who's just starting their struggles because you're like, well, how how don't you know how to solve this? But the person that wouldn't text you back, would they still then eventually text you back and go, oh, hey, I'm really sorry, I've been dead busy, I'm working on this, I'd love to catch up, or would they just not text you back uh, at all? Like, uh, I, have, I have multiples of each. All right, um, okay. But so whenever, a bit of a mix. Yeah, whenever I'm in London, I kind of, um, I never really am there for very long, so yeah. I don't have the opportunity to be, to. I don't have the luxury of time when I'm down there because I have to come back up here to work and look after my kids and whatever. So mm. um, I think, and I think the way you delineate I think in my head, the way I can delineate which ones are definitely going to be longer lasting yeah, and yeah. kind of deeper connections are the ones that we've been through some stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones where everything was kind of a kind of hunky dory relationship. Yeah. And it was just like a proximity friendship. Correct. You don't spend as much time um, going through struggle with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually on the other end, you've, you don't feel like, I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's that you've, you kind of don't feel like you've worked enough for it to matter. Mm. You know, like when someone gives you something, you, it feels 
better to earn something than it does to be given it. Yeah, it's like respect. Like if someone just gives you the respect because they they want to, then it's not the same as if like you you uh, they earn your respect or they they give you you earn their respect through a deed or doing something nice for them. Yeah. And I I think I find that's better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely about earning earning your place in their in a relation in a, in their life, um, and it's yeah, it's an interesting one. I've seen I've seen it, I've seen people who I go down or I will connect with even just on an email or something, mm-hmm. and they they get back to you instantly. They ask you lots of questions about how you're doing, and then there's other people who, the ones that you've struggled through less with, or have kind of yeah, like like you say, have been just a proximity relationship that when you get back in touch with them or you kind of want to have a, a deeper connection with them, they are less inclined to value your time or to value that connection because it's not been earned. Yeah, because they just sort of can put it to one side. Like, yeah. even if they're not doing anything that day and you're like, whatever, and yeah. they don't text you back, even if they said, oh, sorry, I'm really busy, at least it's a message back. Correct. Whereas if they don't say anything, then it just shows that they don't care enough. Maybe. So, yeah. And maybe, yeah. maybe you've not earned the, 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 their, their care in that situation. Mm. That's an interesting one. Um, yeah, I love this last, I love this last little um, section of this. Um, and now that we have a Twitter account, Oh, we do. Big oh, announcement. We, well, now. It's not an announcement. Well, no, sorry. Now, we've I'm not, over, I'm over we've not decided exactly what our Twitter handle is going to be. Yes. Because Manifest Simplicity is a long name. And Twitter will not allow me to put <laughs> that into and the Twitter system. Twitter will not allow us to have a Twitter handle that's that long. So, we're going to have a Twitter account where... Not only will we'll update people when a essay comes out, we'll update people when a podcast comes out. We're also going to post um, kind of short quotes that sum up the essays that we've been posting. So this like one snippets, little snippets little, for people to little get enticed in with. Yeah. So I think what the what the point of them is is that from the snippet itself, you should be able to tell what the essay is about or what the podcast is about, and then. If you want to dive a little deeper, you obviously click the link and you kind of can explore from there. Yeah. So the one for this for this essay and for this kind of topic would be, if we want to beat, life is unforgiving. If we want to beat it, we have to practice getting our ass kicked. Totally. I agree. I mean, it's the, if you think about it in terms of a job as well, like if you want to apply for a promotion within a job or a business, like if you get knocked back first time, you're then going to be stronger going for it second time because yeah. you want it more. And I think, yeah, and I think also you're, you're, <laughs> you're receiving... Um, you're learning and you're also receiving feedback the whole time. Yeah. If you're going through something, or you're struggling through a process, and at the end it doesn't, you don't succeed. You've learned at least you learned something. You've I mean, learned. We're, we're going to struggle through doing this podcast, this website, this vlog, this blog, this Twitter. Like we're gonna, we're yeah. gonna come across some obstacles. We struggled already. Them. We're overcoming them on this exact podcast episode because the first time around we made a big boo boo. And didn't do a test recording. Yeah, true. And yes. every time since then, we've done a test recording yeah. and it's worked out okay. Um, I think for the website as well, like we went through a few iterations of what it looked like and how it worked before we decided on one that we liked. And even just this morning, I added in the ability to subscribe to an email newsletter. All of that stuff. Ever evolving. Ever evolving. Um, and I think if you, if someone handed us a website and said, here you go, 
I wouldn't like it as much as I like our one. Yeah, because we've put work into. We've 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 agreed on it. We've, we've written the content ourselves. It. We've we've put the website together. We decided on what designs we liked. And the design and is so simple. We've made it our own. Correct. And it's ours now. It's not just a template. It's ours. Yeah. The the obviously we started from somewhere, but we weren't handed a website with all of the things on it that we wanted. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it even has all the things on it that we want yet. No. But, but I mean, it, what we're a month yeah. in, like yeah. Let's yeah. So I'm 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 I'm, I'm proud of our I'm proud of our progress. Um, and maybe me and you will get a little closer over the course of this this. Hopefully program. so. I mean, I've I would I don't. No, I don't envision Craig just did something horrible and rude, and it was very. <laughs> I don't envision a an outcome of this whole project, this website and the podcast, and writing whatever we're writing. I don't envision an outcome where we spend an hour a week having a conversation about something like this, and we don't get closer as friends. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like. Like I don't think it's not we... a business. It's it's two friends talking to share their ideas, share their experiences with other people. I mean, Nika is a prime example in work exactly. the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes up to us, tells us how much she's loving it, she's enjoying it, and w like we, I mean, we work with her, but we've never had a conversation. But she's listening to us talk about this, and she's yeah. already getting things yeah. from it. And and I think as know, I think crazy. I think as we as we kind of go down uh, as we move across. Um, like move down the road of this minimalism journey and we're both kind of learning the whole time and reading and discovering and retrying things that fail. I think as we go down that journey, not only will we get closer as friends, we'll also get kind of better as individuals. Yeah. And I'm excited to kind of see what comes out of our joint effort. But I'm also really excited to find out about how doing this makes us better at doing the rest of our lives. Yeah, like... You, I mean, your journey is different. Like, you've been a minimalist for the last, like, three years. For me, it's, like, more six to eight months. So it's it's still, I'm still sort of young in this journey. You yeah. So to share those experiences with each other, I might point something out that you may have lapsed back into or something. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's we grow together, I guess. That's it. But we have to get our ass kicked before we get there. That's it. Like, you have to practice, you have to practice getting knocked down so that you can learn. Figuratively. How to, how I mean, to... I'm not going to start knocking people down in the no, street. And be like, like, get back up. I feel like the, you, you can only learn the ability to get back up if you have been knocked down. There's no way. I mean, way... you can knock me down, but I will get back up. Is You're that never going to keep me down. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Um, sick. Really good. Yeah. Um, I, I like that. So if anyone, I mean, if anyone wants to discuss that or has any opinions on the on the overcoming struggle or wants to wants us to be aware of their overcoming yes. struggles, like please email us at hello at manifestimplicity.com. We'd love to reply to that. We'd love to mention you on the podcast, you know. Definitely. Definitely get into it. 100%. So talking of... Um, asking questions. Asking questions. Yeah, next section. Next. Uh, so this is, this is most people's favorite section of this podcast. Did you know that? Everyone, yeah, they do now. Most people I've had a conversation with have said, I love that bit where you do those questions from Reddit. I mean, we, for anyone that this is their first listen, we, me and Mick love Reddit. Um, and our favorite subreddit is the Ask Reddit questions, um, where people just post daft questions, serious questions, um, bizarre questions. And we try and find one that we both like a week and we. We ask each other and we find our funny and favorite comments within that as well. 
Um, and we've got some good ones this week. Actually. Yeah, we have Pretty definitely. So ones. this one links into my news story as well, which is about finding money on the street. Um, and uh, overcoming what to do with it. <laughs> you're, you're getting very, very good at this. I am. <laughs> um, so the question was, what would you do if you found $10 million on the street? Oh. Well, if I found $10 million on the street, Exchange I'd it. be freaked out because I live in England. And there shouldn't be no, there shouldn't be that many dollars. Hello, Euro about. Exchange. I'd like to. Uh... Here's ten million dollars. I'd like for some free money, please, that I can spend in this country. Wait, I'm, I want to find out how much ten million dollars is in pounds. I'm going to say I'm going to say eight eight point six million pounds. Eight point six million pounds. Eight point six million pounds. That's a lot of money. So let's just call it eight million dollars. That was pretty close then, right? Yeah, you were, yeah. Um, so say you found eight million pounds on the street. Um, what would you do? My favourite answer to this question. Yeah, I love I love what you've got. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, it's as if the person asking the question has lost ten million dollars and they're trying to find out what people have done with it. So the top answer is nice try, guy who lost ten million dollars. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, for example, say you lost £10 million on, the sh on Market Street, just outside of Manchester, uh, what would you have done with it? I... <laughs> yeah, nice try, guy who lost £10 million. <laughs> what would you have... Uh, would so you have spent would you have, it? Would you have? Where would you have put? Would that you have money? stashed it somewhere? <laughs> where would you have stashed? Which bushes would you have stashed it in so I can go and look and find it? I love this next one. Yeah. So the put, like the other unfolding the, the money. <laughs> this other is sick. <laughs> so it's people who are like. Uh, so say you did find the money. People were saying that you almost definitely have to report it. Um, yeah, I think you can't in, just put that in your bank no, and be no. like, stop, I'm a baller now. <laughs> yeah, because, A, the tax man would be like, okay, mm -hmm. where have we got that from? Money, business. Mm. Okay. Um, and the other thing is that the um, if the owner if the owner of the money, basically, if you report it to the police, in this country, you have the owner of the money has 30 days to come and claim it. Yes. And prove that it's their money. So if you report it to the police and leave them your details, the... Um, and no one comes to claim it in 30 days, the money is rightfully yours. I mean, what is someone doing with 10 million pounds stashed in a suitcase or dollars or whatever, in a suitcase anyway? Like, yeah, but if they, if they do lose just it... just a round. If they do lose they it... They can't prove it's And theirs. it takes them more than 30 days to come and pick it up, <laughs> they don't need that money. Yeah. I mean, they can't prove it's theirs anyway. Oh, yes, hi, I believe you've had 10 million pounds handed in. Well, they'd be like, "Can you prove me?" To they'd, be like, they'd be like, "They'd be like, show me, show me you were drawing it, or what? What color was the I suitcase?" I can't, officer. It was there, laundered. What, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what color was the suitcase? Where was it found? Uh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. Can so, you what what denominations were the bills in? Do you have a photo of it? Hold on, officer. I'm uh, Rain Man. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely forty three. There was at least Definitely. one fifty pound note in there. Most likely. Also, the other thing I saw was that someone did a uh, analysis of how much ten million dollars would weigh, and it would be about the size of a sofa. <laughs> you're not. You're not carrying that around. You are. There, there is no suitcase. There'd in be it. at least two of you carrying yeah. that around. So then you'd have to split the money, and you're already half the halfway down. Then aren't you? Anyway, so if you hand it into the police, you've got thirty days. And yes. No one collects it. The money's rightfully yours, right? If the person can prove afterwards, even if they come out on day thirty-one, 
even if they can prove the money's theirs, the money's still yours. So they were saying that what you almost definitely have to do is report it to the police. It's like having 13 months to do something and then coming in on the 14 month and then, you know, trying to get it done. You just can't. Yeah, there's, there's a limit. After the limit, things change. There is, there's no going back. No. So one person put, they were doing like a mock phone call and he said, yes, hi, is that the police? Yeah, I found a, uh, found a suitcase with 10 million pounds in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Five million pounds. Yes, I'm positive there's one million pounds in there. I confirmed it for safety and it came out to exactly 500,000. You can see in their brain. <laughs> you can just, you can almost see the cogs turning like, wait, if I report less money, I get to keep more money? <laughs> yes, totally. But if no one cleans that after 30 days, that's theirs anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a really good one. I like that. I, the other day I was, um, I got in quite late from work and there was like three, like, quite young girls outside in my road. They were like looking in the gutter and I was like, mm. I mean, you have got travelers living on the car park. I have, yes. Um, but there were three like girls outside, nearly outside my house, like looking in the gutter. And they, this is how mental they were. I said, are you all right? Do you need any help? And they said, yeah, we've lost 33 pounds. <laughs> what? That's 11 pounds each. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, okay. Um, do you know where you dropped it? And they said, well, no, it could have been, f- they, they had clearly walked from town through my street to wherever they lived. Yeah, yeah. And they said, it could have been anywhere on our journey back from town. And I was like, 33 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Can you tell me the donations? No, no, no. <laughs> Denominations of the bills. And can you, do you know the serial numbers of those 10 pound notes? <laughs> no, what I was thinking was like, if you dropped 30 pounds, you wouldn't hear it. If you've dropped thirty-three pounds, you're more than that's at least three coins that have fallen on the floor. Uh, you're going to hear that, and so it hasn't. And it hasn't happened here. <laughs> okay, you're he crazy. says while pocketing yeah. the thirty-three. And then pounds. I thought to myself, what a good deed it would be for me to just give them thirty-three pounds. You didn't do that. I, know I didn't did. have thirty-three pounds, but <laughs> if I had, 32. what a nice, what a nice gesture it would have been to give them £33 and be like, look, don't worry about it. Let me do something really nice for you. Here's your money. Maybe you're le- they were like stressed out about telling their parents they'd lost money that they borrowed or whatever. I don't know the situation. I thought, what a nice gesture that would be. And then something in my head said, what if they're tricking me? <laughs> Positivity though, Nick, you know. <laughs> what if they've been waiting out my, outside my house all day for me to get home. That's not Knowing I'm a nice person. Now you're the mental one. <laughs> no, knowing I'm a nice person. Oh, how nice does he look? Oh, he looks about 33 pounds worth of nice. Let's tell him that's how much we've lost. And we can split it 11 pounds. <laughs> we'll, we'll get 11 quid each. Down the bingo. <laughs> Turn it into 10 million pounds. <laughs> which they'll then lose on the street. Oh God, it was a nightmare. Um, talk me through yours. Uh, this so is a good I, one. I like now, this one. Now, 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 now. This is the beginning of the year, so this is the perfect time to be thinking about this. Yeah, totally. Like, So I selected this one because, um, obviously, like you say, it is the beginning of the year. We've got new things we're trying to all do. So it was, um, what habit would you get into that would improve your life? Now, I like mm. this as well because you can overcome things. So you may fail at this habit of this. You may get your ass kicked by it, but trying to build it and not giving up. Yeah. Uh, especially doing it with someone else as well. So obviously, like, I'm trying to write more and you're pushing me to do that. Yeah. I'm lo- loving doing this more. Yeah. Um, so, 
yeah, no, I think getting into a good habit to, to improve your life is good. So, I mean, I've got here, I believe in being organized and tidy. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean being clean, but it just means putting things back where you got them and keeping similar items together. Now, if Jenna ever listens to this, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get my ass kicked because I have a habit sometimes where I think something will make sense. So I, Jenna will leave something somewhere and I will say, oh, that'll make sense over there. So I'll put it somewhere. She'll go, Craig, where's that? And I'll go, Craig, why is the why is the cloth in the toilet? Yeah. I thought it made sense. Yeah, it it's cleans. It's clean. <laughs> I'll put it there. Something going on so in your brain's not quite to, right. To me, it made sense. But to Jenna, it wouldn't necessarily make sense. And then I can't always remember where where I've put something. So you're, it's not mine. You're one of those people who's like, oh, I've lost my... I've lost my phone, and we're like, well, where was it? And you're like, I, don't, I, I, put, I, it, I, I put it next to the... It made sense to be there at yeah. the time, and now it's not. Well, now it's not there. Yeah. And then you find it, and it's in a plant pot, and you're like, it made complete sense. At, at the time, time. I just brain. needed to move it. Yeah, um, uh, that, yeah. no, I, I believe in that one, because I just think being tidy and organised will help. I mean, if you're not me, and you don't put things in silly places, like, just keeping things together so that automatically in your brain you're making less decisions you're making simpler decisions yeah to go oh cool i keep all my things there yeah amazing i it will be there and then if it's not you're screwed i'm sorry yeah do you know do you know the easy way to organize all of your stuff is to get rid of most of it or give it yeah yeah give give it away the the easiest way to organize is to get rid of the things you need to organize Mm. so when i moved when i moved in here i I didn't have that much. I mean, I don't have that much stuff. Um, But the process of moving and the process of being like, where does this go in this house was much easier because I didn't have anything. Yeah. I have have a sofa, a TV, a small ish bed. We can't call that a bed. You've got the, you've got the base of a bed and a mattress. I sleep on a, um, I'll post a picture of, I'll, I'll put a picture in the, um, show notes about of, of what my bed looks like but it is basically yeah it's like it's bro never compromise on your mattress because you spent this is what my dad said to me when i when i was moving out and getting my first place on my own he said don't compromise on your mattress because you spend a third of your life asleep and i thought oh, oh that man. makes sense so you don't want to spend a third of your life on something that's really uncomfortable so I just went all out. I think I spent an entire month's paycheck on that mattress. Oh my lord! Yeah, it's really, really good. I really want one of those Eve mattresses that's advertised, but Jenna won't let me get one because they're at least like six hundred pounds. Yeah, but do you? You got to be thinking about it like this. Do you need a new mattress? No, I mean, but at some point, I mean, the one that's in the flat now is years old because we got it when we bought the flat. Right. Okay. So I do. We do need a new so one when we get a new there, bed. There's but... gonna be there's gonna be time for an upgrade. Yeah. And at that point, in the next think... eighteen months, there will be time for an upgrade. That's so. Sick. Yeah, I'm, I I like that period of time where you're like, ooh, it's coming up to time when I'm going to need to buy a thing because I'm very... like Because I get to get rid of the old things, so I get the euphoria from that where I'm like, yes, get rid of that, and then yeah. I get my brand new thing and I get to enjoy that. Yeah, I think, I think because I try very hard not to buy things I don't need, mm-hmm. when I get to buy something that I do need, it's like it's a, exciting. It's like an exciting thing. Yeah. It's like oh, when I when I needed new shoes to wear at work, I was like, oh, yeah, I get to buy new shoes for work. What excited? Loved what do the, I want? Yeah, loved the process. And then yeah, what do I want? And then bought the exact ones I had before. Why not? They work. They were the. Uh, I mean, I I wear grey Vans for work, and then when those got tatty and old, I replaced them with another set of not the same pair, but a similar pair of grey Vans. And that's the right. Yeah. That's all you need, bro. Um, so yes so 
what habit would you get into that would improve your life? The um, book I just gifted you. Oh, you literally gifted me this today. Yeah, I had so, no idea you got it me either. So it's amazing. I listened to the uh, Matt Diavella podcast with James Clear, and the he was talking ground about... Ground Up Show. On the Ground Up Show, yes. Um, he was talking with James Clear about habits and how you form them. Um, and he was saying that it's not necessarily the tidying that matters, but the behavior that creates the mess in the first place. So... this book basically atomic habits started out as a website where he kind of posted about very small habits you can take up that have a massive impact on your life and i think this i think you'll really enjoy this book because you're pretty into your kind of habit creation and oh i love it yeah Yeah, so you're you're of the two of us you're the one who's slightly more organized i'm the creative brain and you're the like organizational brain when i needed when i was like i don't know how to make an email address and you were like I've, I've made the email address okay but yeah so this book is is going to be sick I feel like you read it first and then and then I mean there's an entire chart on here I'm looking at page 212 and it's how to create a good habit in a chart and then how to break a bad habit in a chart oh. and you can download a printable version of it oh as well God. with a link to I'm not going to ruin it for anyone I'm not going to tell you where you can download one from because you should definitely go out and buy this book yeah, and I, then I, I gift will... it to someone afterwards yes so this is what we're going to do you're you're going to read it and then gift you've it to you've bought me. it to gift to me and I'm going to read it and gift it back and to you and then I'll gift you something else as well I've got loads of other books on minimalism at the moment I got basically my Christmas my Christmas gift list was just lots of different books about intentional living and decision making it was really good because I got you for Secret Santa as well. And I was like, <laughs> I know what I'm getting in. I know exactly what he wants. And everyone was like, that was planned. And I was like, it genuinely it wasn't. Was. And and you, all, it wasn't. you organized Secret Santa at work. So it did look a little bit like a fix. Yeah, it did. But so I mean, you fine. didn't get me. So and yeah, I'm yeah. rocking my Secret you Santa are, right you now. You are wearing the We Dem Boys t-shirt. We Dem Boys, Faddy. We, we Dem Boys. Um, that t-shirt is legendary i mean i was really confused as to why it said 93 and then i was like oh faddy must have been born in 93 because i was 91 i was 90 does that mean you're 27 yeah i'm 27 when you're 28 when's your birthday shout shout yourself out on the podcast october 10 months away october the what 24 okay december the 18th one week before christmas Boom. Double prizes. <laughs> double prizes. <laughs> <laughs> double books, double prizes. Literally, this literally this year, I I did a... Basically, because my family lives so far away, I can't have a face-to-face conversation with them. Yeah. What do you want for Christmas? Or I can't be dropping hints throughout the year because I don't see them very often. So I created a Amazon wish list and I was like, you don't need to get me a present because I don't need anything. Like, mm. I have all the things I need. If, however, you feel obliged to buy me a present... Get me something from this list. And yeah. It was literally just a boat, a load of books. Oh. Um, so uh, I got a load of books for Christmas, which is and great. And then the thing with books, you can gift them away afterwards. Correct. And so. I have a list of people waiting for each of those yeah, books. Yeah, when they you were saying last I'm time. excited for that. I like that. Um, so yeah, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, and his website of the same name is definitely, um, definitely worth a check out. I think he also uh, has jamesclear.com. Uh, yes, well. I think he does. Oh, right. that's right. Yeah, his website might actually just be jamesclear.com. His website is jamesclear.com okay cool so your your habit is like where he advertises atomic habits sick cool um mine is making my bed yeah it's pretty well made it's made it's pretty well made um we so if you like listen to the the previous two episodes of manifest simplicity podcast you will have heard a little bit of echo that's because we recorded in my kitchen last time yes and this time around we are keeping it sensual 
In the bedroom. In the bedroom. So With I, the kitchen table. With the kitchen table. We moved the kitchen table into the bedroom. We've kind of got a lot... In here, it's a little bit more... Um, a little bit more padded, you know? Mm. I don't sleep in a padded room because I'm not a mental. But... <laughs> the straight jacket on the floor says otherwise. Yeah, um, and the the artwork smeared in shit on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, the podcast quality hopefully is on its way up in the near future. So please bear with us as we learn what we're doing. Um, as we kind of develop our, our skill set around this kind of thing. But thank um, you for listening anyway. Correct, know, correct. Totally um, definitely, we really appreciate, appreciate, appreciate all, all the feedback and support. everyone who's listened. Um, so, um, yeah, my, my habit that I would implement in anyone else's life before to that would improve them their life is to make their bed in the morning. Um, I've got a book, um, which is, which I think we actually shouted out on a previous episode called Make Your Bed, which is about... Um, I think it was la- uh, first one, episode one. Beginning, I think yeah, yeah, beginnings. Yeah, beginnings. Yeah, because you did. You shouted it out then. Yeah, so it's it's all about, yeah, the, the Navy SEAL training and the things they have yes. to, like, the habits they have to pick up. Yeah, because I remember training. looking it up, yeah. yeah so yeah. we'll... we'll, we'll um, that's probably linked in the show notes from that podcast, so go and check that out. So... Uh, if you find money on the floor, hand it into the police. Overcome something with a friend, and it will make you closer. Um, and if you do find ten million pounds, keep it somewhere tidy. And don't do what I would do and put it somewhere that you think is relevant <laughs> at the time, but it really isn't. It's definitely not. Um, don't I'm put, sorry, Jenna. And don't put your money in a plot pot. Right, uh, it's time for us to get back to the real world. But we'll see you next time on the Manifest Simplicity Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave us a five-star review. Um, all you people who were like, when are you available in the Apple Podcast app? You will you'll just have to wait. Um, watch this space. Yeah, it's going to be up there. Um, we're going to, over the course of the next few months, we'll be all over the, the podcast and hopefully at some point a YouTube and definitely the Twitter. Um, Instagram will all be back on. So keep your eyes and ears peeled and we'll... Um, we'll, we'll find you on the internet somewhere. If you want to read things, more things that we've written, you can check out the blog at manifestsimplicity.com. And if you want to keep up with our daily lives, you can find us on Instagram at, at manifest.simplicity. Soon we will we will come up with a Twitter handle. Yeah. Soon. That's it. Soon. See you there, people. See you later. Um, next week, what are we talking about? What's next week's episode? Perspectives. Perspectives. We'll see you then for more. For more from the manifest. We done, boys.